Hello, everyone, and welcome to our second edition of Clissa's Mic Drop. Still don't have a Broncos win to talk about. The team is off to an 0-2 start, two tough losses. In some ways, you can say they overachieved to make it close against Tennessee and overachieved, especially on the road against Pittsburgh with all the added injuries they've had, but they fall short 26-21. to Let's review the injuries, shall we? This is all this all happened in a 12 day span. All right. In a 12 day span, it started uh, Tuesday before the first game against Tennessee. Von Miller goes down, probably out for the season. First game, A.J. Boye, top cornerback. He goes down. He might have been the most irreplaceable guy, by the way, based on how a uh, uh, big Ben uh, went after Michael Ojemudia, the, the rookie in that uh, game, too. Philip Lindsay goes down with turf toe. Uh, I think uh, Philip Lindsay's probably going to be out not only this week um, against Tampa Bay, but the following week against the Jets because it's a short week. Thursday, I think they play on turf at MetLife also. Cortland Sutton, he misses the first week. K.J. Hamler has a hamstring the first week. Those guys don't play. Game two against Pittsburgh. Cortland gets hurt again, this time for the season. He blows out his knee, making a tackle on Joe Hayden. Intercept on an interception. Drew Locke goes down, probably for a month. They hope to get him back for the Kansas City game in Week Seven with a shoulder injury, rotator cuff strain. Uh, Devontae Harris, special teamer, he uh, yanks his hamstring. He's out a week or two. Demarcus Walker, he's been hurt throughout his career with the Broncos. A former second-round pick, just hasn't met expectations. Um, he uh, uh, strained his calf. He's out at least three weeks on IR. And then Draymond Jones, an underrated loss. Second-year D lineman, really uh, wreaked havoc, havoc uh, in the uh, in the backfield the last couple of games, and came on late last year. He'll be out about uh, probably till the bye after the bye. The bye is week eight, and then uh, I think you'll see uh, Draymond come back week nine. But that's a that's a tough blow. This week, uh, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. And both of them, I think, are, you know, despite all their acclaim, they're already Hall of Famers. They're Hall of Famers with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. They're definitely at the tail end of their career. The one thing about aging players is they lose their legs. You know, Tom Brady, he went on that TB12 uh, diet fitness program. And, uh, you know, he's thinned out and, and we've seen it with some Bronco players. We saw it with uh, Demarius Thomas when he thinned out. Uh, Brandon uh, Marshall, the linebacker, thinned out. Uh, Todd Davis um, uh, went on a, a diet where he uh, lost some weight, and they, they just seemed to lose some thump, uh, lose some thump in their game. And it seems like Brady, now Brady's 43. Maybe he wouldn't get, have gotten to 43 if not for his fitness program. But it, uh, he's not, it doesn't seem like he's driving the ball with, the, with his arm like he did. He's not the Tom Brady of 2007. That's uh, that's for sure. Uh, I do think the Broncos have a chance in this game. I, I just, you know, I think Tampa Bay is looks like a 9-7 and seven team to me, uh, which is a big improvement. I think 9-7 and seven probably gets in the playoffs. Um, but I'm not sure winning this game in Denver, uh, the fans won't be a, a factor. 5,700 fans, while a nice start, um, in a 76,000 uh, stadium, I'm not sure how much uh, impact they're going to uh, have. They're going to have to still use the artificial crowd noise for this game to have any uh, input. Input, but you know, I, I think 
Driscoll, the Broncos quarterback in relief of the injured Locke, Jeff Driscoll actually has a, a, a little bit, maybe quite a bit more experience than Locke. First of all, he was drafted in 16. The, the, the Broncos liked him uh, coming out of the draft in 16. They loved his athleticism. Uh, 49ers got him in the sixth round. He played against the Broncos and Paxson Lynch and Trevor Simeon uh, in a game in which Simeon uh, was declared the starter over uh, Paxson Lynch. And um, it might have been 17. But anyway, Driscoll uh, played real well that game, ran well. And uh, the Broncos have kind of eyeballed him since then. He played some games with the Bengals, who are really bad. He played some games last year with the Lions, who are really bad. So he's one in seven lifetime, but you can see uh, uh, last week he's he's got something to his game. Um, we talked to Melvin Gordon. And we're gonna we're gonna talk to Melvin Gordon on this podcast here in a little bit. But Melvin Gordon liked his poise. He's got to get rid of the ball quicker. Um, I know everyone was uh, uh, on the uh, criticizing the offensive line. I thought really the problem was Driscoll was hanging on to the ball too long. Uh, ball's got to come out. Got to come out quicker. Um, Lloyd Cushenberry did struggle at center, and Elijah Wilkinson did struggle at right uh, tackle. Uh, the play that uh, Locke got hurt on, which was also a sack, it was a stunt play, and it looked like uh, uh, Dalton Reisner stayed with his guy and didn't pass off, you know, didn't do the switch. It was the basketball switch where Bulls, you know, was going to take the other guy, and, and Reisner took with his guy, and that's why Dupree... Uh, ran, uh, you know, blitzed uh, all alone there on the inside and uh, was able to get to Locke on that. So that was a miscommunication between Reisner and Locke or uh, Reisner and Bowles that caused that sack. Um, but, uh, you know, the other thing, the one reason why I think the Broncos have a chance is I think they, they really got to get after Melvin Gordon in the running game. There was a series there where Gordon had, against the Steelers, Gordon had the first three carries. Uh, first three plays where Gordon carries, and he had 40 yards. I mean, he moved the ball, and then after that, uh, you didn't see much of Gordon really consistently in the run game. He got to carry here and there the rest of the game. They have to sustain, especially with a backup quarterback, they have to sustain the running game with Melvin Gordon and even Royce Freeman. Uh, Levante Bellamy will be up. Mix in a, a carrier two for him. See what the undrafted rookie, who's got a lot of Philip Lindsay's uh, skill set. Uh, let's see him uh, get a couple carries in this game. Um, speaking of which, and speaking of the run game, like I said, we talked to Melvin Gordon. Uh, he was kind enough. Uh, it was a long day. Uh, uh, Thursday when we talked to him, practice, he met with the media. Uh, he had meetings. He had a couple of long meetings and finally uh, sat down with us and uh, he warmed up and, and it was a real good interview. I hope you Enjoy our, the time we had with Melvin Gordon. Let's listen to that now. Talking to Melvin Gordon here. Uh, Melvin, thank you very much for joining us. I know when you were in the chart, when you were with the Chargers, you had a ton of injuries. I mean, that was part of the problem there, especially when you were in San Diego. But you never went on your backup quarterback. You always had Phillip. Have you ever seen a run like the Broncos have had where so many standouts, I mean, Vaughn, Cortland, your quarterback, uh, Phillip, 
in a in a two week span. Have you ever seen anything like this? Uh, not in a two week span, but my second year with the Chargers, he had a lot of people hurt on the offense side and the defense side, so it was pretty similar. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, I think you had receivers playing safety. It was so bad, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know about that, but we was we was uh, picking guys off the street, and it was it was it was pretty difficult. Well, outside your building, I I know you guys can be kind of isolated into a cocoon cocoon inside the building, but outside there's a lot of doom and gloom uh, about the Broncos because of all the injuries in your 0-2 start. You know, what do you tell when family and friends bring up uh, that type of negative negativity? How do you isolate yourself or not let it creep into your mindset? Well, my family don't really say too much. Uh, I have too much negative things to say at all. Um, really just be talking about me. Uh, and I don't, you know, go out enough, I guess, to really hear what people are saying about us nor do I care so really the talk is just what I'm hearing is just what's in the locker room and right now we just trying to believe in the guys that has to go out there and 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 play you know we have to believe in those guys so that's what we're doing and that's what I think about and that's what I hear I really don't hear the outside talk to be honest in the Pittsburgh game there was one series uh, I think it was in the uh, first or second quarter you had three straight carries to start the series for 40 yards, and then you didn't really get the ball, uh, you know, as a ball carrier too much here and there after the game, but not like you did right there. You got a backup quarterback in there. You got to run the ball against Tampa Bay this week, don't you? Oh, most definitely. You got to be able to do both to win football games in this league. Uh, it seemed to me like when Lindsey went down, uh, you know, in training camp, you had a tough time getting going. I, I know you struggled with the altitude. Then you had the rib injury. And then it see, and then the first half against Tennessee, you had the fumble. I know you were, uh, no one was a bigger critic of that fumble than you were. But then when Lindsey went down, you kind of uh, took off. You know, I know you've got supreme confidence, but does it still matter to you that, uh, and still help you when you know you're the man? as the running back back there? I guess, I mean, I'm a workhorse, man. That's what I do, you know, I don't, you know, and I'm, people made a big deal about the altitude. Like I was laughing and joking as I was saying that, like everyone yeah. was feeling that and everyone made a big story and a big deal out of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think I had a strong camp, uh, you know, outside of the ribs, but you know, whether Phil in there or not, like I heard people say like, oh, can Mary, Melvin carry the load? Like I've been a workhorse since the start. Like it's, it's what I do, <laughs> you feel me? So like, you know, there's no, there's no doubt in me when it comes to that. Like I can handle, I can handle, I do this, so I can handle that, you know? So I don't want nobody thinking that, not you and nobody else. You know, I'm confident in what I do. I can do that, I can be the workhorse. That's what I am. Are you confident in Jeff Driscoll? What'd you like about his game? Uh, first time playing with him uh, this past week. He poised. I like he poised and, and very confident in the huddle. Um, you know, and, and he's just, I like his, his, his poise in there. Like, you know, he's sitting in there, he's taking hits, he's throwing the, phone, the ball down the field. You know, it's, it's not like, you know, guys are doubting him. Or we believe that he could do it. He believes that he could do it, which I think is the most important thing. And he just gotta go out there and make plays and he will. He has to. 
Tom Brady, when he won his first Super Bowl, you weren't eight years old yet. Um, you know, it seems like you've been around forever, but you're only 27 years old. What's your earliest recollection of uh, Tom Brady? Uh, mm, I don't know. It's hard to really say on the spot. Um, Do you remember that first Super Bowl by any chance against the Rams? Nah, I don't. I really, uh, really wasn't watching Tom Brady like that, to be honest. Um, probably until I got to like, you know, probably senior year or something in high school. But I really started paying attention a lot to the Patriots when uh, my buddy James White got there. And you know, oh yeah, that's when I really started paying attention. But then when I got drafted, I only cared about the Chargers, so I really didn't care about any other team. Nor did I really watch unless you know we were playing them. So. Yeah, James White, it's just a tragedy what happened to him. I know he's a good friend of yours, so, uh, you know, my my thoughts with you and uh, and with James there. Um, is it still a kick to be out on the field for with uh, Tom Brady? Do you think it'll be still kind of cool uh, to be on the same field as a guy that a lot of people call the GOAT? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got to go up against Tom Brady a couple times and, um, you know, all resulted in the L, not like I'm going against him, but... Hopefully uh, this time is different, but it's always dope to see, um, you know, a, a goaded quarterback like that. Wish I would have got to see Payne Manning, but. The uh, last thing for you uh, here, Melvin, is uh, we kind of bring the viewers into the meeting rooms a little bit. Uh, in the room is what we call the segment. And just real quick, uh, in your running back room, who would you say the funniest guy is? Ah, the funniest guy in the running back room. Uh, I have to say Bill. Bill's 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 pretty funny. Phil Phil has his moments too. Uh, but I have to say, uh, Bill. Uh, he he definitely uh he got a nice little humor to him. Phil Phil's funny and he doesn't even know it. You know, just by his nature. You know the way he bounces bounces off the walls. It's kind of <laughs> he's a character. So. Melvin, listen, you're a sport. I know it's been a long day for you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. And all the best uh, for you and the Broncos going forward, and especially this week against uh, Brady and the Bucks. Thank you, man. Appreciate you for having me. All right. Welcome back to Kliss's Mic Drop. This is our second one of the season. It's a podcast that we started last year, got uh, increasing numbers as the season went along, carried on during the off season, and uh, I, I think we've got uh, I think we've got it rolling pretty good. I appreciate Melvin Gordon uh, stopping in. One thing I noticed with Melvin, I, I put it to him, and uh, he he uh, basically uh, confirmed uh, my thought. He had a he had a little bit of a rough training camp, and he denies that altitude that 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 was an overblown story. And I and I agree, all outsiders have problem with altitude. He just admitted it. Um, they have problems for three weeks, and then they're okay. Um, these elite athletes, anyway. But then he had the ribs, and we didn't see Melvin Gordon that we saw with the Chargers, uh, you know, through training camp. And then again, the first half against Tennessee he had that fumble. And he wasn't all that effective. Then Philip Lindsay went down, and he re- I thought Gordon took off. He started playing well. Played well in the second half against the Titans. Played well all game. Uh, catching that touchdown pass from Driscoll. 
uh, and rushing for 79 yards against the Steelers. Look, all these guys got supreme confidence. They wouldn't get to the NFL if they weren't uh, mega confident in themselves. But still, um, they're all so sensitive creatures, too. And Melvin Gordon, when he had to split the tailback spot with Mel, uh, Philip Lindsay, it didn't bring out the best in him. It wasn't until Philip went down and Melvin became the man that he took off. That's what I noticed anyway, and he kind of confirmed that. He just says he's a workhorse. More than that, psychological, he says he's a workhorse, and he needs all the carries to get the rhythm, and that's true too. Um, crazy, crazy week here this week for the, for the Broncos, and it started after the game, Sunday against the Steelers, another tough loss, dropping to 0-2. But on Monday, we find out Cortland's out for the season. Drew Locke is out, uh, you know, uh, I had sources saying two to six weeks. Fangio said three to five weeks. From what I understand, the hope for uh, recovery for, for Locke is four weeks he's out, and they hope he can play week seven against the Chiefs. Then it's the bye week. He can get a week off there, regroup, and then come on the other side of the bye. So, um uh, that's uh, that's how it's uh, looking for those two. And then you also had Draymond Jones, just a, a huge loss for the Broncos' defensive line. The Broncos uh, calling up some players. Blake Bortles was uh, another bit of news this week. And Blake Bortles is uh, uh, brought in. You know, it's, it's not good news for Brett Rippon, the practice squad quarterback in his second year. Brett will come up and be the number two this week against Tampa Bay, according to Vic Fangio. And then Bortles will be number two the following week against the Jets, and then we'll see against New England, who starts. Uh, interesting on Bortles, you know, uh, uh, watching his delivery, I kind of forgot. I really picked, you know, I picked up on it when he was with Jacksonville. But, you know, he's got this, he brings it back low and then up. And, you know, it's it's not like the quarterbacks do where they bring it to the ear and, and explode with the throw. Uh, he kind of has this little hitch in his in his throw, and it, it takes an extra it takes an extra half second or so. But uh, you know they have hitches in baseball swings, and it works for some hitters too. So everyone has their own style. But Blake Bortles will be on the team, and then uh, Rippin will be called up, and then go back down to the practice squad after the game. That will be uh, my guess. The other uh, big point against Brady in this game. Uh, or the, the, is that the Broncos have not been getting pressure, and Bradley Chubb took a, a day off of practice. And, uh, you know, Bradley, since the ACL, two games in, does not have a sack. Um, he had a couple quarterback hits against Ryan Tannehill, but uh, the ball's been coming out quick, and I'm sure it's going to come out quick again with Brady. And against Gronkowski, the guy who was supposed to cover Gronkowski in this game was Mark Barron. They signed him 10 days before the start of the season. He lasted five days, and he uh, strained his hamstring. Looked like he was getting close last week, but he must have had a setback because now he's on IR, and he'll miss the next three weeks, maybe four. You know, So uh, really it's not working out too well with uh, Mark, Mark Barron, and unfortunate because uh, he, he's a heck of a player when healthy. Uh, dime linebacker, but when you sign a veteran, when you sign a guy, you know, 30, 31 years old off the street, uh, so late into training camp that, you know, it's kind of like with Pac-Man Jones a couple years ago. 
Uh, he was he was looking good and strained his uh, he strained a hamstring at cornerback and he wasn't any good the rest of the season. They wound up releasing him. So you just they, they can and once they uh, hurt that hamstring and they sit out six weeks, you really they're really not that good the rest of the year. So uh, you know we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Mark Barron, uh, uh, you know, it, uh, the odds are stacked against him right now as far as contributing in a meaningful way for the Broncos. So tough year. They got injuries. I still think they got a chance against Tampa Bay. Uh, I think Vic Fangio will have him ready to go. I think he'll have him playing uh, a, a desperate uh, and, and with a sense of urgency. Uh, then you got the, the Jets and Adam Gase uh, the following week. The Jets are also banged up. Uh, that's a toss-up game. I know the Broncos are favored by two and a half in that game with a backup quarterback. I don't, you know, I don't know how they can be favored, but uh, uh, it's a toss up anyway. So uh, the Broncos, uh, it would make it interesting if they could get a win here in these next, uh, uh, what, this next seven days. Um, you got the Tampa Bay Bucks on Sunday, and then you got uh, the Jets one week from today in MetLife Stadium, what they used to call the Meadowlands. So, that's it for Cliss's Mic Drop. Our thanks to special guest Melvin Gordon. Hope you enjoyed it. And we will uh, review the week coming up against Tampa Bay in our podcast next week. And we'll also talk about the uh, uh, New York Jets. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to adjust things with uh, the podcast. Probably have that podcast come out Wednesday of next week since the game's on Thursday. So thanks a lot for listening in, everybody. And we'll see you again next week. <laughs>